0: Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When we let it get to this, what the hell were we thinking? I'm your host Dave Bloodstone. and this is a Friday, July 8th, 2016 This Is Not Who We Are edition of the show. Tonight, we're just going to be talking about how fucked up this week has been stay tuned the what the hell were you thinking podcast is brought to you by this shit isn't funny we're not doing this tonight not doing funny drops or off-color references or any other things we usually do If you want that then please come back next week we regularly schedule dick jokes and non-sequitur dungeons and dragons references we'll hopefully return I'll swallow a lie when I have to. I've swallowed a few big ones lately. But the stacked games, that lie, it's what ruined this department. Shining up shit and calling it gold so majors become colonels and mayors become governors. Pretending to do police work while one generation fucking trains the next town not to do the job. I guess it goes without saying this is not the show I planned on doing tonight. The script was written. It was about cops. It was about the shootings in Baton Rouge and Minnesota. It took cops to tax, task with the problems endemic and modern policing. It was a good show. It was funny and genuine and filled with things that need to be said. And I thought about just doing some minor rewrites and running with it, but I can't. I just can't. I was a cop for 15 years. I never wanted to be a cop cops in my family, and as far as growing up, I played Star Trek, not cops and robbers. When I was 18, I joined the Air Force, and the job I was supposed to get fell through, and they gave me a list, and they said, put six jobs on this, and that's what I did. Number six was law enforcement specialist. Why? Because when I grew up, I saw the guys with the dogs at the gates, and I thought, that might be a pretty cool thing to do. It, it, it was, by the way. Some computer somewhere ran my name through a list and matched me with some obscure algorithm or, you know, just randomly dropped my name into the slot, and they made me a cop. It wasn't about heritage or service or duty or honor. It was utterly fucking random. Thing was, I loved it. I found that it fit with my personality, my desire to help people my childhood obsession with nobility and knighthood, of being a big damn hero. Being a cop was all of those things to me. And oh yeah, I enjoyed the power that came with being a cop. I mean, who fucking wouldn't? I could make people do what I said within reason, and it took some very good sergeants to smack the cowboy out of me along the way, but I'm not going to lie, the power was intoxicating. And finally, the sheer rush that came with just doing dangerous things. Fucking adrenaline is a hell of a drug, I'll tell ya. I don't think there's a cop out there who doesn't get off on it. But I was fucking lucky. I had those good sergeants who taught me the right way to do things. In any case, Kilvinsky's law states, treat everybody the same, white, black, brown. Be civil to everyone, courteous to nobody. That's, uh... Just a little philosophy lesson I give free to every rookie I'm breaking in. Remember, these dudes out here aren't afraid of that badge or gun. Matter of fact, they try to shove that badge up your ass just to say they did it. You know all that Hollywood crap about uh, the karate expert and the one-punch cop is uh, A lot of Hollywood crap. Those sergeants made sure that my youth and relative testosterone was tempered with responsibility and just the right amount of fear to keep me from abusing all that power or chasing that rush to the point where I was fucking dangerous. They also taught me, God, I hate saying this, but sometimes you just got a cliche, that power comes with responsibility. And just because I could do something doesn't mean I should do it. I owe more to three or four good sergeants who created a damn good cop, but it came at the price to being a pretty sheer, shitty airman. But that that's a story for another time, and it has nothing to do with what we're talking about tonight. Because I tried to be a cop outside the military. I really did. I never fit with the model of their world the individual cops i met were all awesome they were great people but the institution could not match the mold i was poured from i was taught citizens were my responsibility and they were put before anything else they were put behind the department my fellow officers in oh and the union although we didn't have a union in the air force but same theory I thought I was supposed to be protecting and serving the public, but the departments I experienced all thought I should be protecting and serving the department. Didn't fit in. Wasn't a team player. You're goddamn right I was, and I never have been, and I guess I never will be, and I left police work after five or six years on the outside. I've been a civilian now for as long as I was a cop. I mean, the days of fighting crime are just memories told to people after we've had a few drinks when they found out I used to be a cop. Someone always wants to know. Did you shoot anyone? No, I didn't. Did you lock up any real bad guys? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Do you miss it? Yeah. And no. I'm not up on the challenges of modern policing or what it's like to patrol the streets of a major city. I understand all that. But the fundamentals I was taught, those many years ago, still apply today. And the basic right and wrong those sergeants smacked into my head are just as relevant today as they are when they fucking felt that ring right at the base of your skull. I mean, damn, it was a yeah, Jethro Gibbs slap. It's, that's it's exactly what I got. We're going to start with what happened in Dallas. From what we know, the individual or individuals who shot and killed five, wounded seven more officers, and two civilians. It was carried out, I don't know, maybe it was by one guy or by different people. We, we, we just don't know. That's the whole point of what I'm saying. This, this is what we know. That it happened at the end of a peaceful protest over the shootings of Alton Sterling and Philandro Castile. That three suspects were in custody as of this recording and one of them is dead and another one is dead after a standoff from police. What we know is that Micah Xavier Johnson The shooter killed in the standoff told police during the standoff that he wanted to kill cops, white people, and was angry over Black Lives Matter. He was a 25-year-old Army Reserve veteran who was in Afghanistan, and his social media was rich with black militant-related content. There is now and will be for some time to come a lot of guessing, supposition, and flat-out bullshit that will pour across your social media like a diarrhea flood from a Chipotle bathroom. Your responsibility as best you can is to ignore it because we don't fucking know anything that happened yet. The kind of attack in Dallas is every cop's worst fucking nightmare. It's not something you can train for. But it's there in every officer's head. You think about it. Because if someone wants to climb on a building with a rifle and kill you, there's nothing you can do to stop them. In the middle of a protest where tempers are already running high, you're not thinking about the people you don't see. You're focused on those you do. This attack was a cold-blooded assassination. It is an abomination and a horror of the kind of which will linger in the minds of cops across the country for years. Anyone who says anything different is a fucking asshole. The irony of this is that Dallas is one of the best police departments in the country when it comes to how it handles officer-involved shootings. It has a strong community outreach program to minority communities and is generally held as a shining example of how a police department should comport itself to the public. The protest preceding this attack was incredibly peaceful. Dallas police were tweeting and Instagramming photos of officers interacting with the protesters with dignity and professionalism. Had these attacks not taken place, the story would have been a local item about a local protest professionally handled responding to a larger national issue. Because the killings by police of two African-American men this week, two African-American men who did not pose an active threat to the officers involved are the symptoms of that larger, more pernicious problem in our country. They are manifestations of a failed philosophy of policing that focuses officers on individuals, not because of their actions, but because of their race. The murder of these two men demonstrates the absolute failure of police departments across America to train their officers to make assessments of threats based on actual observations at the time rather than their own preconceptions and they are a direct result of the militarization of police and the confrontational attitudes departments are fostering towards the public and the local political scene's utter failure to hold police officers Accountable for their action. Make no mistake, there is an institutional failure in law enforcement that has grown cancerous. The underlying attitudes of police officers, even the best of them, towards the people they are sworn to protect and serve is one of contempt, suspicion, and disdain. In reply, the public's confidence in police has all but evaporated. Shit, there are upper-middle-class white women that are afraid to call police because they aren't sure what kind of cop they're going to get. Will the cop who arrives on the scene be there to resolve the problem? Or are they just going to lock somebody up and leave without understanding what the fuck was going on? Police as a culture are insular, paranoid, confrontational, and this is not healthy for a democracy. But police officers are not the institution. The human beings with lives and families and people who love them. Most of them are doing the best they can in situations you cannot imagine. In 15 years of law enforcement, I saw the absolute worst of humanity. The darkest impulses, the greed, the hate, the fear, the rage, all laid out in front of me night after night. I was a cop in the contemporary equivalent of Mayberry, I admit this. And even still, I saw shit that haunts me to this day. You don't think seeing the worst in people will make you see nothing but the worst in people? Trust me, it will. So maybe there's a reason why cops are so insular, suspicious, and paranoid because it's fucking hard not to be. And you sit there and you watch television and movies and you see the fictionalized representation of cops and you think you know because you see endless loops of cop shows. Let me tell you right now, you just fucking don't. You're not going to learn what it means to be a cop by eating hot dogs and picking your teeth and asking stupid questions. We live this job. It's something we are, not something we do. Every time a cop walks up to a car and has to give a speeding ticket, he knows he may have to kill someone or be killed himself. That's not something you step into by strapping on a rubber gun and riding around all day. You get to go back to your million dollar beach house and your bimbos and your blowjobs and you get 17 takes to get it right. We get one take. It lasts our whole lives. We mess it up and we're dead. You don't know what it's like to put your life in another person's hands. To trust them implicitly to save your ass if the shit hits the fan. Unless you've served in combat you cannot begin to imagine the bonds shared between police officers. So when you judge them, make sure you take a good hard look at the fragile glass surrounding you before hucking the rock you're holding in your fist. My heart aches for the officers in Dallas today. I was fortunate enough to end my career without losing someone I loved in the line of duty. I can only imagine the despair they are experiencing by putting myself in their skin And knowing what it would have been like for me to lose a brother or a sister. What happened in Dallas will change every cop in the country. It will make them colder, more distant, more suspicious. The same way it would affect you if your family member was gunned down just for being your family member. Not because of what they did, but because of who they are. Because of the clothes they wear or the job they do. I cannot make you understand what it's like to legitimately fear for your life, for the people you love because of something that happened far away to people you don't even know. You may think you know that you're afraid of the terrorist or the mass shooter or just the criminal in the dark, but you really don't because you don't have to go out and face them every day as part of your life. You have the luxury of living safe, of knowing that good people stand between you and the wolf, and those people do it because they said they would. They fucking volunteered. You think you fear, but you don't know fear because you will know that there's a cop out there. They will be out there even though they know after Dallas, there's another person watching and thinking they could do the same. They'll be there knowing that. You don't know fear because you've never faced fear like they will when they go to work today, tomorrow, or the day after. Well, actually, some of you do, because you know the fear of living with the color of your skin. You know the fear of being a target every single day of your life because of where you live and how you look. You know what it's like to, to fear not only the wolf, but the dog between you and the wolf, because that dog is just as likely to attack you as the wolf is. Some of you No fear in a way I can never know fear because you feared me and people like me. You know that after Dallas, every threat you faced is doubled, that the guns will come quicker to hands and the suspicion and the hate will fall heaviest on you and the people you love. Some of you know exactly what it's like to be a target for nothing more than being who you are. And maybe, just maybe, if more cops realize this, We wouldn't be where we are today. There is so much about law enforcement today that makes me angry. I'm furious at the deaths of black men and women by poorly trained, incompetent, and or corrupt police officers. I despise how the system of policing has undermined the public's trust. I hate that modern policing has become a haven for thick-necked bully boys who get off on the power of being a cop. I despise a legal system that values getting cases over holding cops accountable for when they commit a crime. I loathe the racism pandemic in police departments across the country, and I am fucking angry. That a profession that I loved was taken from me by a system that valued preservation of the institution over the protection of the public, the unions, the leadership, the cultural refusal to submit to an external review, the blue wall of silence, the weak-willed officers who go along to get along, and most of all myself, because it just fucking pisses me off because maybe if I stayed, maybe... I might have made a difference. I grieve for the officers in Dallas and for Alton Sterling and Philandro Castile, for every police officer who dies in the land, line of duty and every citizen, regardless of race, killed without justifiable cause by a cop. I grieve for us as a nation that we need a movement like Black Lives Matter and that a portion of that nation thinks Black Lives Matter is some sort of insult to police officers they weep for us because this is not who we are we're better than this because for every awful thing i saw as a cop i saw 10 beautiful things people who help people who care people who believe that our society is worth something and dedicate themselves to making it better some of them wore a badge Others were just people living their lives. The assassins in Dallas are not who we are. The killers of Sterling and Castile are not who we are. Don't let them take over the narrative. Remind yourself daily, this is not who we are. We are better than this. Or at least I'm going to tell myself that to help me get to sleep at night. That's it for the show this week. I know I say a lot of things at the, every, at the end of every show, and this is one of those weeks I'm just not going to do it. Well, thank you for listening, and I hope that you come back next week to a show filled with dick jokes, funny drops, and me making fun of producer Gavin, who may or may not exist. Till then, no matter who you are, whether you're a police officer or a white woman in a suburb or a black guy standing in front of a convenience store trying to sell a dumbass DVD, that you're safe, that you wake up tomorrow morning with the people that you love, and that you try harder to make this world a better place. So for me, Dave Bledsoe, and all the fictional people on this show, we just want to ask you that if you knew you would die today and saw the face of all you loved, would you change? If you knew would you change? If you, you know. saw that love would break when your you heart or go so low you couldn't fall, would fall you change? change? Would you change? How bad change? does it need to get? How much loss? How much loss? How, bad? How much regret? How to get you to, to get? change. See you next week.
1: How many losses, how much regret What chain reaction would cause an effect Makes you turn around Makes you try to explain Makes you forgive and forget Makes you change How bad